Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Sumner County High School Football Show live here at Demas's. We are streaming the podcast over multiple channels as Zach Williams squeezes behind to sit down, picks up his headset, and plunks it in my ear. Always the play-by-play guy, huh? Exactly. Hey, you've got to do what you know how to do. Uh, and, of course, we are streaming on Facebook, Facebook Live. A lot of things going on, obviously, here tonight. Coaches assembling. There's a couple here in the room with us now uh, enjoying their meal. Uh, Zach, we've also got a giveaway going on tonight. You mm-hmm. must be present to enter. There is a box over here on the table to my left where you can sign up to win a $20 gift card to Demas's. Yep. A Demas's T-shirt, mm-hmm. a W-H-I-N T-shirt, and four NCG movie passes. So you can get dinner and a movie, basically. The movie, obviously, on us through NCG and $20 to eat here at Demas's, but you must be present to win, so come on out. Enter the drawing for that. We'll draw that and uh, name that at the end of the night tonight. That's the plan, correct? That is absolutely the plan. But like he said, you have to be present to win that. So you've got to be here at Demas's in Hendersonville. And we've talked about it a couple times with Demas's, our sponsor here in uh, uh, Hendersonville. Uh, well, they, they have a new menu, brand new menu, which you just had. What did you just have? You had the uh, I had the hamburger steak with rice and the chicken soup that I just love. I'm a soup guy. Soup guy. Can't and help it. It's getting fall. Exactly. So, soup, well, in. It's getting fall, with the exception of the temperature outside that uh, still wants to hover around, and I'm, I'm hearing be in the 90s uh, for the weekend, including Friday. So heat certainly uh, could play a factor once again with these games. But having played five already, Zach, these kids are, for the most part now, I think, accustomed to it. We saw less issues with cramping last week than in the previous weeks, and I think it's gotten a little bit better every week as – guys obviously that might not have been in shape playing their way into shape at least from the games that I've seen uh, there's been a lot of pickle juice uh that I've seen even over at Hendersonville and everything I mean it's just it's a part of it cramping's gonna happen and with this heat I imagine coaches need to prepare for that as well and and now the stringent I mean you go back even just what 10 years ago the stringent heat rules and things like that that the TSSAA uh enforced now uh for practice schedules and all that kind of thing it's it's you know, it's it's apparent and it's needed. It's needed for this, you know, uh, it's needed for the situation because when you have, like it's been in Tennessee, what, 95-plus every, yeah, every day? Yeah, we're close for, to setting, re- setting records last week. For exactly. Heat, so. so, I mean, it's 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 needed. And it's a good thing. But, you know, it, it's always got to be factored in, just like everything. Sometimes the elements are your, uh, just like if it's a rainy game and you got to deal with the mud, you got to deal with it b- b- being slick or whatever. It's, you know, it's just things you got to deal with. Let's take a look at the schedule this week. It's another great schedule for Sumner County, and we'll start with Beach. They are on the road at Lebanon. It's a 5A versus 6A matchup in that one. Beach undefeated, of course. Lebanon coming off a big win last week, Zach. You saw them uh, versus Hendersonville. So uh, Lebanon at home versus Beach should be a fun game. Gallatin will be on the road at Wilson Central. Tough one for Hendersonville against a team that Coach Chad Watson described to you and I a few minutes ago as Jekyll and Hyde, that's independence. They are perfectly capable athletically of being a dominant football team, and they're also capable of coming out and throwing up a clunker. So you really don't know what you're going to get. That should be a fun matchup. Mm -hmm. Pope John at home, hosting Christian County, Kentucky, a private versus public school matchup there, and a cross-state rival or cross-state game, I should say, not rival, but Christian County from Hopkinsville, Kentucky. Uh, Gallatin's played them a couple times in years past. They came here once we went up there, so that should be a fun game. Clay County comes to Westmoreland. Stewart's Creek at Station Camp. White House versus Watertown. That might be a pretty good ball game. And then Portland at White House Heritage. That is your lineup of Sumner County games coming up this weekend. Kind of your thoughts, Zach, on uh, on those matchups. That well, we you know, about there, there. there's a lot of good matchups coming up. And you know, like you said with Hendersonville, I don't know too much about Independence as it is, but you know, coming from Watson just before a game, like we're talking about, that's a that's a scary situation where you don't know what team you might get and what. And, Hendersonville themselves are coming off two hard losses now, back-to-back. Uh, one from Beach and then, of course, one from uh, uh, last week, Lebanon. So no matter what, it doesn't really matter who you're playing at this point. You're just trying to get a win under the belt, one. And then, two, kind of fix one of the big problems, which has been – well, there's – I don't want to say big problems. Don't you know, I don't want to construe a those recurring words. Recurring problems. Recurring problems. Special two, teams. Two, special teams has been one of them and, and – uh, uh, the other one has been just simply closing games, fourth quarter. It's you know there's there's something there that has has 
caused a little bit of a problem. A little bit, I, I'm not sure what it is, but just those need to be fixed. And I imagine we'll talk about it with Coach Beasley later today, Coach James Beasley, that is, and uh, uh, for Hendersonville. And we'll talk about that. And I, I mean, I'm, I can imagine they have a plan. They're going to try to execute the plan and kind of worry about it then. I mean, because it, it, it is it is a situation, though, that has popped its ugly head out now twice to the commandos. Uh, and last night, a lot of pressure, maybe you could say, I don't want to say pressure too much, but, you know, it was a Friday night under the lights in front of the bright cameras. You know, it was it, that, that was something with the, the TV crew all being there. And it, I'll tell you, Lebanon, they brought out the red carpet. They had fireworks for the start of the game, the end of the game. I mean, they had it all. They were prepared. They were prepared to for to put on a good show, and then the team, you know, took advantage of that opportunity. And they saw Hendersonville in the fourth quarter that just, for some reason, couldn't climb past themselves. And in two weeks in a row, I I believe the Hendersonville Commandos in their games, the better team lost. Uh, Hendersonville once again played dominant three quarters of the game. Uh, you know, still some young team penalties that you you have seen you know that's just gonna happen uh but it's it's for the most part it was three quarters of great football and isaiah chandler was two touchdowns or two touchdowns one on the ground one over the air uh and a 55 yard play that pulled the commandos within striking distance it, it they were just they were all on sync they were all playing very well and and brent Rowe, of course another big name who's just able to uh, he's all over the place had a scare of of an injury at the beginning of the game and then came right back out and i mean it was just a nightmare for the that lebanon offense and it's just they have all the pieces just put in together now i'll ask you this question obviously you saw the game and we'll get this from coach beasley hopefully coming up here shortly but uh for Hendersonville, was it a case of a hangover from the beach game perhaps against Lebanon? Because obviously Lebanon is a region game. It's very important. But the whole beach-Hendersonville rivalry dynamic that we've talked about before amongst the teams in Sumner County, you think that maybe played a part in what you saw in that contest, that there might have been a hangover from beach? And certainly uh, the fourth quarter collapse you talked about, the the two blocked punts basically, or the two punt issues mm-hmm. that they had that ultimately cost them that game and, and maybe a little hangover. You know, it's definitely possible, but it, the only argument I could have that, that would fight us back on that topic is that uh, they came out on their first drive and scored. They came out and played strong. And it was it was just more or less once again as the game got going. It's I, I don't even want to say they they looked tired because they didn't. It's just the plays just were not unfolding the way that you you're looking at. And and it could be more of a trench war, warfare that I'm I'm able to see as of course you're at the play by play you're calling the ball you're following right. the ball in a sense. And so you know they they do have some undersized guys that are are running on the lines. One guy Bryce Tyler who is 165 pounds and he's you know five six is the right guard, starting right guard that we've been seeing. So, um, you know, it could be just maybe through the game gets going, that line gets a little bit more weaker, and I'm just not noticing as much. But it, it, there's definitely something there that we're we're seeing the problems. I don't want to say problems once again. It's just there's something. Issues. issues it's an issue, obviously. Because it is something I believe is fixable for Beasley and the Commandos. It's it's nothing more than they have. they are obviously the dominant team when they come on the field. And then it's just closing the game out. And and sometimes, and even really, you can look at the scoreboards and how they kind of reflect. And and it's just, they 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 put their will down at the beginning of games. And it's obvious. And you see them play strong. But uh, right now, I don't, I, you know, it's just trying to figure out what it is. And, you know, thankfully, it's not my job. <laughs> it's not my job to do that. But, you know, it's, it's, it's I, that the good, if they're, if, you know, I always try to bring a silver lining, whether it's any kind of team. But. At least it's a, this is a fixable situation, and they have the pieces, especially on offense, they have the pieces that they need to, to be strong. On the other side of uh, the coin in Sumner County football, a couple of teams, Beach and Gallatin, remain undefeated. Beach with a win last week over Hunter's Lane, a game that they were supposed to win. Gallatin mm-hmm. with a dominating win over Hillwood, a game they were supposed to win. Those two guys, or two teams rather, are scheduled to see each other in week nine, so we've got a few weeks of that. Can they both remain undefeated? If so, that's probably going to be the game of the week at that time, but obviously both have some work to do uh, between now and then. And then, of course, Station Camp, 
struggled again last week. There's only uh, so much you could say about that. It's well, it's really, it, yeah. I mean, for Hollingsworth and that co- and that coaching staff and 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 the camp as a whole. I mean, this is a rough season. It it's, is. it's been a rough go of it, and you know something clearly has to change. Uh, something has to. Uh, uh, I don't know what it is again with them, but we've both seen them play. They have talent. They have they have skill. They have some size. They're not exactly outmatched every time. To which the scoreboard would maybe argues well, argues argue differently. differently. Exactly. Yes, so it, it it's it is very strange. It's very strange to see that. So we'll hopefully we'll see it change a little bit because you know it is good when when all the schools in Sumner County, especially in the WHI and Radio Network, can uh, can all be winning. Even though there are times where they play each other. <laughs> True, and obviously you're going to have some wins and losses there. Uh, White House took a loss last week, their first of the season, to Springfield at home. Westmoreland got a big win, if memory serves, last week. I have won two in a row. Now, by the way, while I'm thinking about it, before we go further, Mm -hmm. Terry McCormick, who is our play-by-play guy for Westmoreland High School here on the WHIN Radio Network, was involved in a pretty serious car wreck last night. Broke his arm uh, and had to have uh, surgery done on that today. I was at the hospital a little bit earlier Spoke with him on the phone a few minutes ago. Will not be at the game tomorrow night, obviously, because of that. But uh, we want to send out our best wishes for a speedy recovery. Uh, he's a tough, tough gentleman and a good friend. And uh, certainly was sad this morning uh, about 6 o'clock when I got the text message from his wife. It happened last night. And, of course, as I said, won't be at the game. So we're working on contingencies, Zach, and we'll just leave right. it at that. For Friday night for the Westmoreland game, Uh, obviously with Terry being unable to do that, uh, recovering from the surgery that he had this afternoon about lunchtime. Who is it they're they're taking on again this week? Uh, Clay Clay County County comes to Westmoreland this week. I don't know anything about Clay County. Uh, Unfortunately, I didn't have time today uh, because of the schedule and because of the unexpected trip to the hospital to to try to see Terry before the surgery. Uh, Didn't really get to do a lot of looking at some of these other teams uh, Clay County being one, of course, Christian County out of Kentucky. But if Coach Geisinger, as we expect, is here tonight, I'm sure he'll have plenty to say about the Colonels. That's the the mascot for Christian County High School. So yeah, Christian, you, you learned something new if you didn't already know that Hopkinsville, Kentucky. That's... Well, there's two high schools there. There's Hopkinsville mm-hmm. High School, which are the Tigers, and then Christian County are the Colonels. And I know this because uh, my mom is from that area. I was actually oh, born in Hopkinsville. And that I've explains got, a lot about Yeah, I've you. got cousins that went to Christian <laughs> County High School, so I uh, kind of know those things. Even though I grew up in Clarksville, I uh, was born at the, hop- at the hospital in Hopkinsville some 103 years ago. I, know, uh, I you, said that to you beat you to it because you were You don't look this. a day over 83. Well, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. But anyway, that's the, the matchups there. I mentioned Stewart's Creek coming to station camp. Watertown, who is an outstanding football team, and if memory serves, they are undefeated. Mm. So uh, White House going there, the Blue Devils certainly with a a tough matchup, but White House has played good football, even though I hear and understand uh, from talking to some people that they struggled a little bit against Springfield last week, and perhaps it was a little bit of the Hendersonville syndrome that you talked about. They were as much of their own worst enemy as really Springfield was in that game. And then, of course, I mentioned Portland at White House Heritage. I think the Panthers would be a favorite in that matchup. I could be wrong, but I think I would take Portland uh, in that one. So that's, again, your rundown of games. And, Zach, we are uh, continuing on to talk here as the coaches take care of their meal. We'll give Coach Watson a little bit of time here because I want to talk a little bit about Pope John Paul and their game uh, last Friday against uh, Christian Brothers. They, of course, went down to Memphis. And I talked with uh, our play-by-play uh, a man out there, Willie Brown Jr. And got to put that junior in there. Got to put junior. That's Hi, who Willie. Is. Yep. Hey, he's, oh, he's watching. Trust <laughs> me, because he he called me today to talk about the game specifically. And so, uh, you know, we we went over kind of things and and stuff. We're obviously going to go. Of course, they they fell to Christian Brothers on the road, which uh, you know that west side of that Division Two is it's it's hard. Those Memphis schools play a little bit different sometimes. There are a bunch. Of, I mean, that that's a division that. Whether it's east or west has some teams in it. You've got Brentwood Academy, obviously, and Ensworth on the other side of that thing. Yep. So there, there's no um, – I won't say there's there's no gimmies. There, you know, there, there are better teams, obviously, but it's a tough, tough division on both sides. So uh, you can't really expect to find uh, weak spots when you're talking about the division games. You kind of have to, for those private schools, schedule outside of uh, your – 
regional play yeah. and try to find some of those, quote, gimme games, if you will. Yeah, and so and in that game, what Willie kind of explained to me about, uh, you know, how the game would win, it was, it was a game that the, the Knights did play pretty strong in coming out, and uh, the second half really adjusted everything for the Christian Brothers side of things. And Antoine Roberts got a touchdown on that game. But the big story was Wooten, the uh, running back for Christian Brothers, uh, ended up with 299 yards on uh, uh, 20, I think it was 21 carries is what it was. Didn't do much, did he? Yeah, exactly. So clearly on the ground there, you know, there was an exploitation that they found. Uh, but they put up tw- in the third quarter alone 21 points on JP2. Uh, so, you know, that's it's a few things. Once again, this JP2, and they're going to – I don't – you know, if there's any – Christian County people listening to me. Hey, I'm sorry. Probably but not, but you know, it's <laughs> you never know. This might be a chance for a good little bounce back game for Coach Geisinger and the uh, the JP two Knights uh, to uh, you know have a have a good solid game. So uh, and and get back in it because it is hard playing those Memphis schools, especially let alone playing the schools driving to Memphis to just get the game, get in there into the game. That's that's a really hard contest to go uh, uh, by themselves. So, I, you know, it, it's there's a lot that goes into it. And ever since they had the coin flip that put them in the West like that uh, uh, last, I believe it was last season. Uh, well, yeah, it would have been last season. But uh, definitely a good chance for them to bounce back for this season. Absolutely. And uh, for those of you at home watching on Facebook, you can send us your questions via Facebook uh on the Facebook uh, Facebook Live app, Facebook Live, yep. uh, where we're broadcasting there. We'll read and share, ask questions of the coaches if you would like to know anything. Coach James Beasley just entered the room here and uh, yeah. will join us tonight. We'll let him get his order in for his food and then yeah. should get we, him on. Should we start it well, too? We, so we, right now we're we having – probably need to. We're having a little – so anybody's watching on Facebook, we're having a little bit of internet issues as a whole, but everything's going smooth right now, I believe. It's just we're – you know, there are – that's one thing, especially here in Hendersonville, right, that's going to be changed. They're adding a cell phone tower right over here in Drake Street Park that has been uh, needed for like uh, – Which will help. Ten Absolutely, years. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get Coach Beasley to come on over here and, and join us. We'll get him in and speak with him here, and uh, we'll let you get your order in in a minute. Do do I need to get up and move now? You, you know, last week you were t- – <laughs> <This, laughs> I'm just kidding. This come joke on, is going to get old. <laughs> I, I won't use the bad joke anymore. Coach, obviously uh, – Thanks for being with us here tonight. Uh, tough week for you guys last week against Lebanon, and Zach's kind of taken us through what's happened. But obviously, let's get your opinion on uh, kind of what unfolded last Friday night. Yeah, it's been a tough two weeks for us in a row. So um, just coming down and, and finding a way to to make the plays at the end of the game is is what I got to do. So that's uh, it's on me. You know, our kids don't deserve to be two and three at this point in the season. Um, with the, with the effort that they've been given and the way they've been playing. And uh, i got to do a better job of preparing us for those situations and getting us ready to make those plays at the end of the game. Well, you're, let's go to the end of the game of, of Lebanon because there was one play in particular uh, that I I might have had a 15-minute rant on on air. Uh, uh, the uh, What was the official – I'd ask you what the official penalty is called, but it's a crackback block mm-hmm. uh, where Logan Spurrier's blindside block um, – Logan Spurrier, handoff to the left side. He's setting the edge. There's a block coming back. I forget the player who it was that was blocking, uh, but makes either either makes the block and he gets the call, or you just have to let him be tackled and he's short the first down. What were your thoughts on that call? Yeah, it was a big play for us. <clears throat> we were in field goal range there. You know, uh, the game or that drive was kind of unfolding just the way we wanted to because we were eating clock and. And got it down there. We were in field goal range. We ran a screen pass over there to Spurrier. Oh, it was a screen pass, yes. And uh, one of our linemen came over and made, you know, a good block. Uh, the referee's interpretation of, of the rule was different than maybe what we thought it was or the way that uh, we wanted it to be called. But we got to go with the way they interpret the rule, and that's what it was. So I think we would have had it uh, first and goal at the eight-yard line with about uh, three minutes left in the game right there. So um, we could have went on to score a touchdown or we could have – Ran the ball and ran some more clock out and kicked a field goal to take uh, a two-point lead there. Mm-hmm. But uh, instead, we got the the crackback penalty, um, put us in uh, a long uh, third and long situation. Couldn't couldn't pick up enough yardage to uh, get back in field goal range at that point. And then, um, well, it moved you back. I forget how far, but it ended up bringing up fourth down. And it was, I mean, 
and for me, and I, I, I guess I have a little bit more liberty to say this just because I'm the guy with the microphone tonight, but <laughs> it, you're, you're, yeah, it, it's, you're you know, the call was, it was, it almost seemed unnecessary. I mean, it was very much unnecessary in my eyes, uh, but it, it seemed like the, the official just wanted the camera time. That's, I mean, that's what I ended up saying on, on, on air is that it just seemed like just because the cameras were there and he wanted to make that, he wanted his camera, this 15 minute fame, it, 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 it hurt me, so I can't imagine how it. Well, really it, it hurt us, and, and it was one of those plays where you know it's a kid playing really hard, yeah. and and he's doing what the best thing he he could do, and playing as hard as he can, and get a penalty like that. It's just you know that's the way it is. So uh, we weren't upset with our players or the way we executed or the way we did it. Just like I said, the you know the referees got got ways they're going to make the calls they're going to interpret the rules a certain way and and we got to do a better job of coaching our kids to understand the interpretations of the rules that the refs are supposed to call and uh so you know we feel like we've done that we've got that corrected and and uh we're we're moving forward yeah i mean you have to there's really no other option than that but uh isaiah chandler uh, I guess it was his. He pulled the lotto ball this week. It was uh, or last week. It was his chance to to have a ginormous game. Uh, what do you, what can you say about that kid? That on the ground, over the air, he made big plays when they were needed to happen. I mean, can you? What all can you say about yeah, it? Yeah, and, and uh, I think he had over 100 yards receiving. Uh, Keon, 110 yards receiving, and I believe Keon Stafford had 114 on the ground. Right. So yeah. Keon had a big night too. As well. um, uh, but Isaiah's just a. He's a really. Uh, football smart player. He knows situations. He knows where to uh, get himself, how to get himself in the open spots and things like that. So he just he, – he does a good job for us all the way around with the, with everything that we ask him to do. He's been – you know, he's been starting for us since he was a sophomore. So he, he understands the things that we want to do and the positions he's got to get his body in in order to make the plays that he needs to make. So he just did an outstanding job the other night, especially receiving the football whenever we were throwing it. Got a little rhythm offensively. Uh, being able to throw the football better, more effectively than we have been in the first four games of the season. So we were uh, happy about that. Um, and we were able to run it effectively, too. Like I said, it's it's tough when you feel like you're going out and you're, you're kind of uh, controlling the game the way you want to. And <laughs> – and you just find a way to lose it at the, in the end of the game. So, well, that's what I said at the beginning of this was Isaiah even, also had that uh, he he helped tip up a pass that led to an interception for yeah. us in the first half. Yeah, and Brent, Brent Rowe laid the laid the hit, I believe, too. But also, you know, now let's look forward to this week. Uh, Independence. What do you know about Independence? I don't. I, I don't know much about them. Uh, we took some of Coach Watson before it for Gallatin. We took. He said they're kind of Jekyll and Hyde. You don't really know. They'll come out one day and blow somebody out, and then come out the next day and they might stink it up a little bit. That wasn't his verbatim, but I'm I'm adding a little bit <laughs> of. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm paraphrasing here. That, of course, that, that may have been them the past couple of years. This year, they're they, you know they got an experienced quarterback, um, and. He doesn't make mistakes. I mean, the, the way I look at him, to, to try to describe to people who haven't seen him play yet uh, how they are, um, offensively at, at the high school level, obviously, not at the professional level, but they're like the New England Patriots. I mean, they, they got uh, uh, number five, I think, is uh, Chance Bishop. On the outside, he's kind of like Randy Moss. And they got an inside guy, number eight, uh, I think his name's Jackson Campbell. He's like Edelman. He, he goes across the middle. I think he had 13 catches last week mm. uh, for 100-something yards in high school <laughs> game. Their quarterback, he, he doesn't make mistakes. He knows where to go with the ball. So if, if, if you play aggressively on the receivers, number five is going to run past you. I mean, he does it uh, to teams over and over when they get up there tight on them. If you play back and try to prevent the big play, they're going to they're gonna eat you up underneath the whole game. And so – um, and on top of that, the quarterback is, uh, you know, he's like 6'3 or 6'4, I think, and about 220 pounds. So he can run the ball, and they do run him some. Where have uh, I heard another quarterback that's about <laughs> that size? I can't. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mr. Hohenbrink. Yes. <laughs> you got to call a guy that size, Mr. So they're, they're just so efficient offensively with the things that they do. Um, it, it just, you know, it's, it's hard to take anything away from them because when you take one thing away from them, they're just happy to go to the next thing. So if you take, if you try to overplay and take away the deep pass, they're going to throw it underneath. You try to take away the underneath stuff, they're going to throw it over the top. And they got the players uh, that can do it. And um, so it's it's going to be a challenge. It's different than any team we've played this year offensively. Uh, obviously, uh, they're they in their first five games of the year they've they've thrown it a lot more than our other opponents have. Um, so mm-hmm. we look forward to that challenge and and trying to. Uh, Trying to limit them offensively. Yeah. 
All right, well, Coach, well, thanks for jumping on with us yes, here. Sir. And then uh, enjoy your meal. Go ahead. What do you, what do you think you're going to order today? Is it a <laughs> well, steak my, or is it a chicken day? As you see, my beautiful daughter over there, she's she's going to eat, at, but I'm not going to eat What's her name? Malia. Malia? Mm-hmm. Hi, Malia. Haven't met you yet. Nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> so, thanks, Coach. We'll see you Friday night. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Let's get Coach Randall Stillcox. <clears throat> Excuse me, in here from Gallatin staff. We'll kind of break these two guys up since we have two from Gallatin here, coordinator uh, and head coach Chad Watson. First time Randall has been with us this year, and uh, you're a veteran, though, of radio. We've done this uh, over the past, what, how many years now? Go ahead and put your headset on. And, and, and I, yeah, there's a bright light. We're trying to show off the ugly here, and that's why I've got my glasses on tonight to, to kind of hide some of it. But uh, you're a veteran of this as far as having done radio uh, before, so not the first time, but you can say hi to the camera. That's a little different. Hey. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, obviously, five and zero the start for you guys. Back as the offensive line coach after a season last year as the defensive line coach. Right. The offensive line have had some struggles, but not yeah. that many struggles considering you're five and zero, and considering you've got a back in five ga- <clears throat> in five games that's eclipsed the thousand yard mark. So somebody up there is doing something right. Yeah, we've. Uh... We've simplified some things. I mean, we kind of keep the same things uh, day in and day out, our everyday drills. And we do those, and we try to get really good at them and make sure that they align with the plays that we're running, and that's just what we're doing. Talk so. about some of these guys that are on the offensive line. <coughs> because uh, obviously you've got five guys that start, but you've also had a couple of uh, injuries, and you've had some people have to step in and, and play in place. Uh, certainly Chris Murphy comes to mind first mm-hmm. having to step in in the Mount <clears throat> Juliet game and then again last week with William Goodnight out. So getting right. good performances from some other guys besides just your starting five. Yeah, um, William Goodnight's out right now. He will be back eventually, but he's out right now. And last week we actually started Sunday Malik. Um, I think he may have wore the same. Uh, I don't know, he wore number 50 or whatever, but we started Sunday Malik there. Uh, the week before that against Mount Julie, we did start Christopher Murphy. Um, <clears throat> we saw some things out of Sunday to give him an opportunity and see how he would do on a Friday night. And he did a pretty good job last week for us. So we're going to stick with him this week also. Okay. I'll make um, that adjustment on the spot. Yeah. Uh, so he's number 50. And um, our left tackle, he's a returning starter from last year. I think he's the only uh, – he's really the only returning starter from mm-hmm. last year, um, Nick Stewicki. Um He's dropped – He's probably dropped about 50 pounds. He moves around a lot better than what he did a year ago. He's a little stronger. He's a little quicker. Um, but he's still at that left tackle position that coach had him in last year. Our left guard, um, <coughs> Zach Wingert, he's a pretty good little ball player. Um, he Not the biggest guy. He is not very big, but he's, he's uh, technically sound, I guess you would say. And one who I would have probably started last year is our center. He probably would have started last year if if I had coached him last year. But that's Hayden Miner. He should be a two-year starter, but he's not. He was a backup, and this year he's a starter. And we haven't, uh, knock on wood, we haven't had any bad snaps. So last year, you know, that was an issue. It was a big issue. At times about right. bad snaps. Um, conversations happened last year about <clears throat> move him back out to tackle, move him back out – Get this kid in. Have you thought about that? And it never, and nothing ever happened with it. So um, I feel like Hayden should have been a two-year starter, but he's not. He's a one-year starter, and it's this year, and he's doing an excellent job for us. Our right guard is uh, <coughs> uh, Smith. Uh, Morgan. Morgan Smith. I'm sorry. I had his brother, too. His brother Zach Smith, I think, is Zach mm-hmm. Smith. But um, Morgan Smith's our right guard. He does a really good job, and he starts at linebacker on defense. So he's kind of that two-way player there. And then, obviously, our right tackle, we talked about that. And then uh, William Goodnight, he, he will be back soon. And when he comes back, you know, it'll solidify there, and we'll have some people that's got really good experience there. So I think all that will work out. 5-0. and oh. Yeah. Coming up this week, Wilson Central, uh-huh. who lost their first game last week to Mount Juliet. Mm-hmm. They were, uh, I won't say looking <clears throat> ahead, obviously, but there was some talk of an undefeated matchup, Gallatin-Wilson Central this week. Yeah. You can't overlook Mount Juliet, obviously. So yeah, I'm not saying that happened no, because uh-uh. Mount Juliet put a pretty good thumping on them. But what have you seen uh, from them defensively with their fronts that you're looking to see uh, probably this Friday night? Uh, defensively, they play an odd man front. They uh, move really well. They have some quick kids. They're not overly big, but they're really fast. They use their hands well. 
Linebackers flow really good and feel really good. So we got to make sure that we're taking care of the box, you know, and doing some things right there. Make sure we're doing it like we have all year, but I mean, making sure that we're sound in what we're doing. So basically what you're saying is other than the odd man front that they play, kind of like what you would see if you lined up against your defense, man, the way that they go to the football, yeah. and especially you mentioned linebackers, and in particular yeah. James Mason, yeah, what he's they, been able to do. Yeah, they don't have a James Mason. I mean, I'm just throw that out right. there. I mean, but they do have some guys that will feel. They feel really quick. Um, they slant really hard, so you have to be able to pick up, pick that stuff up and be able to, you know, handle that up front. Um, so they're just quick, you know, really quick kids. So they're not going to be big, strong, overly aggressive kids. But, you know, we've got to be able to take care of that. Halfway through the season, though, I mean, you <coughs> said it just a second ago, this everything's been going right, and uh-huh. you obviously hope that it does. But how does that feel, though? To start off, I mean, you do have a new head coach. You have a new system in a sense. And, mm-hmm. and, every, and, and for you, too, now you're the, the O-line coach going from D-line. How's it been so far, just that feeling of everything going so well? Everything going, uh, falling in place. Right. Uh, it feels really good because, you, I mean, you, you work at this year in and year out. And, you know, no, no coaching staff works for failure. You know, we all work for success. And I think it's just the way you approach that. And it's just been, it's been approached really, really different. Um, uh, with this new coaching staff, they're all <laughs> they're all young and go getters and getting after it. And it's you know some of us old guys, and we are considered older, I guess, around this. Yeah, staff. you are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, you're, I, you're what number two? Oh, number three. No, three. Corbett and you. Yeah, Wynn, Corbett and myself, and I'm the uh, right now I'm the longest tenured coach. I, I don't. I guess that's a good thing, but um, just the way we approach things, they're running around and and. and Kids are running around and they're excited, and the kids are excited, and just ha- having them do things to where they're going to believe in themselves and keeping keeping things positive. And and when we really have done that, we love them up and keep them positive, and and they have a belief in that they can get it done, and um, and it's showing. I mean, it's proving it week in and week out that that being positive with them is is a good thing. So, do you drink this juice I always hear about? What's this juice that's going on? I, I've got the juice. It's home in the refrigerator. Yes. Yeah, Did you hear the story? It's some sort no. of juice. No, no, no. Juice. It's a, it's an energy drink. It's, it's a monster energy drink. No, it's, it's called Bang, actually. But oh, bang. is that what it is? I thought it was a purple so monster energy drink. Every week oh. I lean out the press box window yeah. and yell at Coach Atkins because he's been telling yeah. me he's going to bring the juice. So I oh, got, I got the juice. You. He said, I got it. Oh, so okay. he sends me this can of this energy oh, drink an energy called Bang, drink? yes. Yeah. But it's got a note taped around it that he's written on it. Sip it slowly, Coach Atkins. Oh, <laughs> so I've had the juice. I've, been, I I've just been waiting. Some. It's pretty good. I've, I've been you, waiting you, to figure you, out what this was. Yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> that's, an energy that's what drink. it is. But <laughs> I, if it gives you the kind of energy, and it, I, it probably didn't me because I'm old, but the energy that he has, because this is the guy that's like the Tasmanian devil that just oh, doesn't slow down. He's, he's running just around, running yeah. around everywhere, jumping, bouncing. Just he, he's full of energy and life yeah. and. And he, I think, really has been a, a big boost to a lot of the things you guys are doing because of the energy he brings. Yeah, he's all over the place, man. I mean, I turn around, I turn around in a ball game, and they've got it's third to going to, from third to fourth quarter, and and our kids are down there in front of the students, and it's playing jump around, and I look up and. Atkins is in the middle of the students <laughs> jumping not around. In the, not the team, the crowd. No, in the, the crowd. So they got, yeah, it's time defense. They got House of Pain bumping, and he's jumping up and down, and the whole team's jumping up and down. I look down, and I'm like, Coach Corbett's jumping around, and I'm trying to get an offensive line set, and Nathan Wilson's trying to get an offense together, and and he was like, I was like, man, I got to get a line together. This is wearing me out. So, I mean, it was like, but they were having such a big time, and, you know, and then – I don't know. Well, let me ask you somebody's that. Somebody's carrying around a title belt. I mean, it's just it's a fun atmosphere. Where do you, you know, your your tenure now with Gallatin, I don't know exactly how long you've been there. 13. 13, 13 years. years. So yeah. what is it so different that this year is that maybe we have, you have, is it energy different? Is it just, I mean, there's, there's something different in Gallatin water. I don't know what it is, but I mean, there, it seems like there's just a bit of a revival almost, even just for football, but even the community since, you know. Discipline. Hmm. The discipline is is just the if you are the best tailback or the last tailback, the best lineman or the last lineman, you're going to do right no matter what, and you will face the consequences for doing things that you're not supposed to do. 
Um, you know, if you're if you're late to practice, or really, if you're late to practice, or or which they're not, but if you're late getting out there, it's just an example. Right, right. You know, you're going to face those consequences. It doesn't matter who you are. So I think everyone got to see. It's like, wow, it doesn't matter if I'm the best one or the worst one. They're going to make me do this or do that. And so everybody kind of, you know, they hold each other accountable. So all all the kids are holding each other accountable. The coaches are holding the kids accountable. And and uh, I, you know, I guess at times kids might hold the coaches accountable. I mean, you know, somebody's got to hold you. Everybody's holding I each mean, other accountable. Hey, by the way, Brian Cook, your old teammate, mate, says, "Go Randall, go on Facebook." So. Yeah, there you go, Brian. Brian start center <laughs> in nineteen ninety two. Good oh, job, buddy. Go. <laughs> Coach, thanks yeah. for being with us. Yeah. We appreciate it. No, we have a good time out there. So absolutely, go finish up your your meal with your oh, lovely bride. I'm done. Bride. I'm okay. Done. I, I, Took it down, buddy. You took it down. Well, that's good. Good food here at Demas's. It is. Thank you for being with us. Good to talk to you. Let's get Coach Geisinger from Pope John over here. Uh, A big game last week for those guys and an out-of-state opponent this week coming uh, into town. Coach Justin Geisinger, thanks for being with us tonight. Yes, sir, as always. Take us through last week, obviously, and, and your game. Kind of tell us some of the highlights uh, and your thoughts on, on last week. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a, a tough defeat for us, um, a good Christian Brothers team. Um, you know, uh, kind of the tale of two halves for us. Uh, first half for us, uh, some really good things, you know, against, you know, in our region, obviously every game is a, a, a really good opponent. So, um you know, leaving the first half up 14-7, able to um, get a big defensive stop late in the half and able to go down and score to get the momentum to, and get the ball back in the, uh, in the second half. And, um, you know, coming out of halftime, challenge our guys. We had to get our ground game going a little bit in the run game and <clears throat> just weren't able to do that well enough. Um, had a couple key uh, key mistakes with a with a muff punt snap and gave, gave our defense a real short field. And they were able to get the momentum there and then had a – had a pick six on offense that that didn't help either, and you know. So when you get those fourteen, and then and then a, another turnover um, for us when we're going into score, and you know, real quickly that adds up fourteen twenty one points uh, just based off some errors. Um, you can't win games in our region um, like that. So our kids know that, um, you know, and I think it was a good lesson for them. Um, you know, still still with a lot of football to play for us and a lot of region football to play for us, but. Um, you know, we, we learned from it. We, we came in Monday and, 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 you know, made some corrections and, you know, had some good meetings with our kids. And uh, we'll get prepared for, uh, for a, like you said, an out-of-state opponent that we're not too familiar with in Christian County. And, um, but a team that, 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 that is an 0-5 team, you know, when you look at them on record, but they certainly don't play like an 0-5 team. Um, you know, playing a, playing a Kentucky State champion, uh, in the first game of the season, and you know, so they had some tough loss, but losses, but you, you don't see really anybody blowing them out. So um, you, you know, it's going to be a, uh, a tough game. They've got a lot of athletes. They've got a big roster, um, and um, so we're expecting them to come in here and uh, uh, come into our place and and definitely give us a run for our money. So you know, it's 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 uh, you know, but we look forward to bouncing back this week at the same time. So. Um, you know, for us, while this isn't a region game, and like I tell you guys every week, we try to approach every week, um, you know, as if it's a, a region game, a playoff game, you know, a scrimmage, it doesn't matter. It's 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 trying to be, get us at our best and our JP2 football at our best. So that's what we'll do. Looking at it uh, from last week's spot, uh, one thing you talk about bounce back for this week coming up, but uh, Wooten, the running back last week sure. put up almost 300 yeah. i imagine so talking about that run defense you know what are some of the changes that you saw from that or was it just because i wasn't there Will, willie brown jr of course the play-by-play yeah. play there he sent yeah. me the stats and everything from that yeah. game and um you know th- that was the glaring number it seemed like coming off the stat sheet sure and i think really a lot of those came in the second half i think they started to wear us down a little bit up front um you know they had a lot of their offensive defense linemen are one-way guys so they were able to platoon a little bit and um, you know, which which for us and our kids, we've got a lot of guys that play both ways. But you know, we take we you know our kids accept that as a challenge, and um, you know, some of our better players on our on our roster are going to have to do that. But um, you know, each and every week in this league, you're gonna you're gonna generally play a Division One type of running back, right? Um, and that's that's kind of how it's been, and that's kind of how it's going to continue to be from here on out. So, um, but hats off to hats off to them. You know, they came out. 
after getting kind of hit in the mouth a little bit at the end of the half and and really and really responded well and like you said got their ground game going and then we're able to capitalize on some of our mistakes um you know to to be able to take over the momentum and really keep the momentum for the rest of the game so and we explain that to our kids. I mean, it, it can't be a two- or three-quarter effort. It's going to have to be – and it wasn't our effort for because I think our kids gave tre- tremendous effort the entire game. But the execution and the, and, the, and the lapses there, you know, in all three phases of the game, um, you know, when you give really good football teams that are really well coached and have really good players, <laughs> you give them those opportunities and they're going to take advantage of it. So, um, you know, we understand that. And like I said, you know, I know our coaches do, our staff does, and our, our kids certainly do. And um, we look to respond well this week. Antoine Roberts gets another touchdown on the board. I mean, sure. his growth as a player just uh, – we talk about it sometimes every week, though, but he's, he seems to be just the guy that JP2 wants and needs. Uh, yeah. You know, talk about him moving forward into the rest of the season, too. Sure. I mean, he's, he's obviously a great player. Um, and, you know, really we're – you know – getting him to understand, you know, regardless when we're practicing, he's probably the best player, if not one of the best players on the field, um, that he needs to continue to work to get better at his own craft each and every day. You know, because a couple of years from now and wherever he decides to go, he's gonna be there with four or five other guys just like he's him. a junior? He is. Yes. Yep. So, um and he, he's really maturing with that and maturing and understanding that in the weight room. Um, in the classroom this year, doing just such a bit, you know much better job. So it's it's fun to see him mature from that standpoint and um, really really get to a point where um, I still think his best football is, is is in front of him. I still think he can continue to fill out and get bigger and stronger, and he's going to continue to do that. But last year, if you look at his season, his best football came as the season went on. He just seemed to get stronger and stronger. So we're hoping we're hoping that's kind of a similar trend this year. Obviously, injuries are a key part. Five weeks into the season now, I know there's a lot of things you can't talk about, but how are you health-wise uh, at this point in time in the season going forward as you start now into the second half of this thing? I mean, we've got some guys dinged up, just like anybody does. Uh, you know, I don't think anybody's going to sit here at this point in the season and say their roster is 100% healthy, you know. Right. Um, Except you, for the you, three guys at the end that haven't played. Sure. Right? I mean, <laughs> you, you know, I, I think, I think um, you know, and we do. We have some guys with some things that are nagging a little bit. That You know, we're, we're you know, and we have an athletic trainer who does a great job and, and kind of keeping check on that and, and you know, practicing guys but making sure we're limiting them enough where they're, they're getting what they need in a given week and um, still able to possibly help us on a Friday night. So, um, But, you know, we're not going to sit here and make that as an excuse, um, you know, just like I don't think anybody else would because that's football. And you, you press into this back half of a season and you get closer to November where everyone wants to be, um, you got to be able to pick up those pieces. you got to be able to find guys that are going to step up when, when their number's called and, um, you know, this week we might have a few guys whose numbers are called. We'll see. Um, and, and hopefully hopefully they'll, they'll kind of rise to the occasion and give us an opportunity to create some more depth on our roster as we move late in the year. That's going to be all I got for you. you. You know what? There's one thing I love about you, Coach. You can you can put it all out there. Well, I've got one more for him. I was, I didn't oh, go ahead. Go ahead. you got another one. Yeah, well, you, you talked about Christian County and obviously being an 0-5, but – just kind of break them down offensively and defensively, spread offense, eye formation, and, and kind of what you think defensively. You're yeah, I mean, they've got, the, like I said, they're athletic. Uh, they've got guys who can run. I think their quarterback is one of their better players. He can run it. He can throw it. Um, they've got a few different guys they rotate around. Um, you know, uh, they've got a guy that they play at the running back position. They play him in the slot. They play him out wide. Um, so they do a good job moving their personnel around to try to put them in the best position to be successful. Um, you know, defensively, um, athletes all over the place, they mix up fronts well. They disguise coverage as well. Um, they come off the ball extremely well. Their defensive front, they have some decent size and strength, and, and, and they're going to you know, try to create some confusion with mixing fronts up and penetrating gaps and doing some different things. So, like I said, I mean, <laughs> the, the, you look at them, and, and, and it's always something you want to be careful of because, you know, kids are kids, and they'll go on. and They, they look at 0-5, and five, exactly. And, yeah. um, I, you know, I get that. But at the same time, we just talked to our team about that today, and I think our kids are, are mature enough, and they understand that, hey, you know, uh, after seeing what happened to us last week, if uh, it doesn't matter who it is. on, You know, you always you open that paper on Saturday morning, and somebody's beating somebody that, that – that, that, 
that might not have expected to happen. So um, I think we'll be ready to go. Um, excited for you know an opportunity to rebound, get some confidence back, but but definitely expecting a, a team to come out here and give us a big challenge as well. Now, is this a home and home? Will you guys be going up there? Next yes, sir. Year? Yep, we'll we'll head up to Hopkinsville next uh, next year. So good place good to play. They've got a municipal I, stadium that yeah. both high schools. Have you been there? And seen I have it? not been there. I know they share it with, right. with Hopkinsville, and they played Hopkinsville last week in their re, in their rivalry game. But it looks like a pretty nice. Pretty nice uh, little place to play a game. We went up there, it's probably been maybe 10 years ago, and played Hopkinsville, not Christian County, uh, but had a home and, and home with them and went up there. It's a really nice place uh, for your fans that will be making, and it, I know it's a year away, but making the trip. There's only one side uh, bleachers. It's on the home side, but it's kind of a Texas-like. It's all concrete, yeah. brick, big Yeah, nice you can see that, box. see that in the film a little go. bit, but yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You'll enjoy that. It was it was a fun trip, not a not a bad trip at all. Coach, thanks for being with us, taking the time out. Go over there and get your food and, we'll and enjoy tonight. And best of luck against those guys. And we look forward to doing this again right. a week from tonight. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Coach. That's uh, Coach Justin Geisinger. We got easily dwarfs us. Uh, both of us. You together. wonder. You he's, think you he's know? Not he, a small individual. Did he play in the NFL? I couldn't tell. Couldn't tell if that guy. Let's played. get Coach Chad Watson <laughs> over here to to wrap up things tonight. We kind of broke it up with Coach Silcox being here. Uh, didn't want to get you guys back-to-back, but wanted to obviously be able to share uh, with everybody we get here and uh, talk football throughout Sumner County. 5-0, and Coach. We we talked to you, of course, Friday night after the, the game, the homecoming win against uh, Hillwood. Now that you've had an opportunity and kind of to go back and look at the film of that game, your thoughts on more than just the final score. What did you see from the kids, maybe not individually, but in position groups and things in that game that obviously you, you want to work with and, and work to improve going forward? Uh, offensive line-wise, first of all, I thought we, we blocked really well up front. I thought our kids did a good job communicating some of the things that we wanted to clean up for Mountain Juliet that I talked about last week. and. Um, uh, I thought we played well up front. I thought offensively it was nice to see Isaiah Briscoe kind of break out and throw the ball the way that we know he can. And um, Solomon Yarborough kind of broke out and made a couple big pet, uh, catches. Briggs, nine carries, 108 yards, I believe, and he had about 80-something yards receiving. And Malachi McDowell came in and did a really good job for us, making some explosive plays offensively. And we, we had a lot of guys contribute on the offensive side of the ball, and I think that's something we've been needing to do. Um, really happy with that. Uh our defense, again, the game ends with a shutout. I know Coach Broderick is uh, OCD as he is and obsessive about every little thing. He he went home not really happy Friday night, and there's some things on film that we saw that we wanted to correct and with alignment and um, playing responsibility and knowing our assignments on the defensive end of the football. But I think they've had a good week of practice this week to correct some things, and Coach Broderick and Coach Clement have a high standard for them. And same thing with Coach Atkins and special teams. So overall, I was happy with their performance as far as blocking out the distractions of homecoming week and as much fun as that is, I am really glad that's over with. We'll have to do that again this year. Yeah. Hillwood, to me, their their big plays were all off broken plays. They weren't where they dropped back or designed pass, if you will. One, in fact, one play came off of a bad snap where it was low and he had to pick it up, kind of scrambled, and then threw the ball. Uh, they had success in that, and that obviously, as you said, something that you've got to work on because big plays like that against different teams could lead to a different result. Yeah, for sure, and um, – they uh they got some kids that were quick and can make some plays. I believe number six had 89 yards receiving or something like that. Um, but, yeah, just worrying about us, correcting our mistakes and fixing what we can control. Well, you said it was your – obviously you were glad that homecoming's done, but how was the first Gallatin homecoming uh, as a whole? A, uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, one of the longest half times I've ever been a part of between the two bands playing and the homecoming ceremony, which is great. Um, Really glad to see a lot of the community out. I think it's the biggest gate we've had all year. So, overall, don't get me wrong, it was a positive experience. Just my mindset and the coach, I, I like to have a set routine the way we do <laughs> right. every single thing every day. And you can ask the coaches. We send it, I send it to them first thing in the morning, hey, this is what we're doing. And it's never going to change. But homecoming, you kind of have to adapt. And Well, I want to yeah. also, you know, we've, we've had some multiple Gallatin coaches on here now. Yeah. Uh, and, and like I asked Coach Silcox, what, you know, what is, what's in the water now? What's kind of changed? And we've kind of had a consistent answer out of all these and discipline, discipline coming up. What does that, what does that mean for you as the head coach, as a new guy who brought all this in? And obviously with the season results, the stat lines, that kind of thing, it's great to see that. But just the, 
the way everybody's kind of buying in already? Um, I think kids, honestly, and I got this from Todd Hood, who I worked with, who's a head coach at Rossview now. I worked with him for four years, but kids really crave discipline. They want structure. They want a set way to do things, and they want expectations on how what's expected of them so they, they know how to be successful in that moment. So um, it's not just me. It's all of our coaches being on the same page. We got four simple rules. Um, you always keep your helmet on in practice. There's no walking on the field. You don't do anything to bring individual attention yourself and do right. And Randall brought that one up from Coach Short. That was his rule. So we wanted to kind of honor the legacy of Gallatin, what, what happens. But we keep it simple, and it's consistent, and all the coaches are speaking the same language. So there's not a lot of confusion between the kids. They all know we're standard. I mean, that's got to feel good, Joe. Just per- going, laying your head down at night, going to sleep, and that last thing just you're because you're you're creating a culture, and right. it's a it's a it's it's a proving culture almost too, because we're seeing the results on the field at the scoreboard at the end of the, every game. Right. And so we, we just got to keep doing what we're doing, and I think it really started in the weight room this off season, kind of raising the level of expectations of what our standard is and what is hard work and learning about that. So it's. It's a group effort between the other coaches and our seniors and everybody just buying into what we're talking about. Wilson Central, the opponent this week, you'll go on the road there. Second time going to Wilson County. Yeah. They were undefeated prior to last week, 42-17, I think was the final. Yeah. Uh, Mount Juliet took care of them at Mount Juliet last week. What have you seen on film from those guys? Um, really good offensive football team. Uh quarterback may I mean I would go out and say he's the best quarterback we've seen so far this year he's a uh, junior number eight uh good height uh really really can spin the football can put it in place he's also dual threat he can run the football quite a bit uh they got a running back uh big tall kid runs north and south pretty hard look like they're coached up uh really well on the offensive line as well defensively like coach Silcox talked about they're an odd front or a three four or old school 50 whatever you want to call it and their linebackers get downhill fast and fly to the football. They pursue defensive line, uh, not the biggest defensive line we've seen this year, but they will get after it. So they're a solid football team with a good kicking game. They're good in all three phases. They're 4-1 and one and 6A for a reason. Now, I'm going to say this because I've had several people ask me this week personally, oh, Gallatin beat Mount Juliet. Mount Juliet just beat them 42-17. Gallatin wins this game easily. You can't compare scores. No, you can There's never, a reason you line up and play. Yeah, you never can compare scores. High school football is a lot about matchups and how your team compares. And we're going to be tested in the secondary uh, Friday night and making sure we can, we can do things to – eliminate him from completing passes and we got to do a good job on the defensive line and we got to continue to move the football offensively i mean it's going to be a good test it's a good football team pressure i think obviously on the quarterback will be a key you've been able to produce that with just the defensive line uh three sometimes four without bringing the inside linebackers and obviously when mason comes that brings a different element to your pass rush yeah it does um I think the best best defense against a, a good quarterback is to get pressure and get heat on him early. And I really like that we had this matchup. And Wilson Central wasn't running this scheme offensively last year. But if you look who we cross match up in the playoffs once we get there, Chevyville and Page and Summit, really all three of those teams that we could possibly run into really like to sling the football around. So this is a good test for us. Health-wise, obviously, uh, Coach Stilcox mentioned good night out again this week. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back soon. Anything else of note or concern going into this week? Um, William Goodnight, I think if it was a playoff game or a region championship game or a game later on, like he could probably go this week. Um, we're just going to nurse him, keep him back, and hopefully after fall break he'll be back full go. Um, Michael Brinkley is going to be out again with a knee. Um, kind of waiting to see a little further evaluation on when he'll be back. Uh, but both of those guys are doing a really good job of rehab and trying to do everything they can do to get back. But besides that, we're healthy, uh, good to go. D Sullivan, obviously, with the broken legs, been out for the year. But D's still right there at all the JV games and all the practices rooting us on. So. Yeah, I spoke to him Friday night on the sideline. Uh, first time I'd, I'd met and spoke to the young man, he had no idea who I was yeah. other than after right after I talked to you. He, he saw me talking to you, and then when I walked over, we had a conversation. I introduced myself. But uh, seems to be in good spirits, he obviously, is. considering what he's kind of going through now, missing the season with the, the broken ankle slash right. leg that was pretty serious deal for him. Yeah, he's a positive kid, extremely energetic. He's one of those guys that his attitude's contagious. And, um Anytime we got D around, he's going to make make us better. Coach, thanks for being with us as always. 
Congratulations, 5-0 and to start. Let's go get one this week and have some fun over at Wilson Central. Uh, thank you, Greg. Well, Zach, that's our coaches for tonight. Yep. Uh, but obviously a, a lot of football to be played around Sumner County. Let's go through that schedule one more time. Uh, okay. Uh, Beach at Lebanon tonight – or uh, Friday night, excuse yep. me. Uh, big game for both those teams. Lebanon coming off their first loss of the season last week. Uh or I take that back. I'm sorry. Forgive me there. Let me back up. They defeated Hendersonville last week. Yes. I'm, I'm in the wrong place at the wrong time here. <laughs> Wilson Central is the team that had, <clears throat> had, their, first me, loss, had yeah. their first loss last week. So Lebanon coming off a big win over a Sumner County team, mm-hmm. taking on another Sumner County team in Beach. How do you see this one? You know, I saw a couple kids right after the uh, uh, the Lebanon game, a couple Lebanon players um, go on Twitter and, and said, glad they got the win. It's Beach week. And this was ten minutes after the game. This was, you know, and and so Lebanon clearly that that rivalry is there, and and they 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 want to make sure that they're beating Beach and and seeing both of these teams now uh, play against Hendersonville and and arguably not play better than Hendersonville, just ended up with a better score than Hendersonville. Um, it, it's uh, it's it's hard to pick this one for me. Uh, Beach with Crabtree is just so consistent what they've done and how they played. Uh, and you can't take that away. And, and just like against Hendersonville, they gave themselves a, a real chance to win, uh, which if you're a coach, that's all you can do for your players is just put them in the right places to win. Um, and for Lebanon, it's a bit of the same. So it's going to be it's going to be a fourth-quarter game in my mind. It's going to be, uh, you know, in the 20s probably. You know, maybe if we're looking at an over-under of maybe 50 if we're – Adding gambling I think into that this might be a little high, but okay. Uh, you know, and and then and you know, it, it, they're gonna they're both gonna try to. We're gonna see now with Lebanon, of course, the injury to Copas, their quarterback, and how they're gonna adjust to that. But uh, Beach, you know, still a strong program. They're gonna run the ball. They're gonna try to control tempo. I gotta give it over to Lebanon, though. I think I saw more from Lebanon in their in their way to play, and especially being at home. I think that's what's going to be that deciding factor is bringing it all the way over into Wilson County, uh, and uh, I, I think that's what that's what's going to be that edge. I'll take Beach until somebody beats them, and granted they've had a close game with Hendersonville, had a tough battle with Henry County, but Henry County, the defending state runner-ups, I'll take Beach in that one simply because until somebody does it. I'm not going to pick Gallatin, Wilson Central. I'll let you kind of make the prediction on that. You know, it's hard for me. Uh, I it, – I, it's hard to go against Gallatin. Uh, Zach Womble for uh, Main Street Preps. He's, he said it best. He was he's done betting against Gallatin. You know he he would make his picks and he, he's uh, just I can't do it anymore. And after they beat Mount Juliet, it was it was apparent this team is for real. And it doesn't matter the the A's and all that, the classifications. It doesn't matter. They're winning right now, so you got to stick with them. I think Gallatin wins it. Independence coming to Hendersonville. Independence. Uh very talented, obviously, athletic. Coach Beasley talking about the passing game will be a challenge for Hendersonville. Do you want to pick that? I, I mean, I, I, I will. I don't care. I'll do it. Uh, <laughs> I almost got angry at myself for doing it. All. But, no, you know, Henderson, I think Hendersonville can win. They're at home. Yeah, They're bouncing back they after win. two weeks of hard losses in which games they really should have won uh, and and just situational Happenstance happened, and that and you know, and that's just where it is. And and they're that team's hungry. They 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 don't want to see another loss. And I, I'm, this is one of those turning point games too. Exactly. You can you can be uh, three and three, or you can be two and four. And there's certainly a whole lot of difference. And at two mm-hmm. and four, uh, if you get to that point, you kind of risk the feeling, if you will, of, hey, this thing's slipping away from us. Exactly. As, as players, maybe not coaches, and, and certainly I think fans can fall into that as well, but the players then maybe begin to doubt some things about themselves. Yeah, and so, you know, you gotta you got to look at it from that perspective, and I think the team the team group think is going to be there this week, and they're, they're ready to fight, they're ready to scrap, and I, I, I mean, you, it, it doesn't matter who you put them in there this week, we're going to see a strong team, I think, and if it wins it. I'm going Pope John over Christian County, I think you'd agree with that. Yeah. I don't know much about Clay <laughs> County. I'll take Westmoreland as a homer. Yeah, why not? You know, Stewart's Creek and Station Camp. You got to go with Stewart's Creek. Unfortunately, Station Camp still winless. Stewart's Creek, uh, I think one loss on the season, a win over Mount Juliet. To their resume, you'd have to say they're the favorite. Is that at Station Camp? That's that Creek. Station you know camp, what? I'm going to go for the upset. They're going to finally find their way. Okay. How about that? You can take that. 
White House at Watertown. Watertown's a pretty good program. So is White House. Uh, White. I'll go White House. Oh, no, it's at home. It's last at year, Watertown. It's at Watertown. Yeah. Didn't they play? I believe they played last year, uh, if I remember right. I would right. have to look back. I don't remember, to be uh, honest with you. I'll go Watertown. I think I'm going to take Watertown, too, and I'll take Portland over White House Heritage. Yeah, why not? So, that's <laughs> our thoughts on this week's games around Sumner County. Uh, certainly. Should be a fun night of football. If you don't have a team or your team is out of town and you don't want to necessarily travel to the road game, you can find home games at Westmoreland, at Station Camp, and Pope John. And Hendersonville. And Hendersonville. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I missed them on the – so you can go to – a. and even if you're not a fan of any particular school and just want to go see some good high school football, you can find it in Sumner County games here. Or if you're willing to take a road trip uh, with those teams that are out of town this weekend, it should be fun. Every Friday night is fun. It's hard to believe it's already been five weeks through this thing. Six weeks, six. I mean, it's yeah, but we'll be it, in the playoffs soon. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it, it is flying by, and uh, it's been fun so far. Zach, good night again tonight. Let's wrap this thing up and uh, go get ready for Friday night, and then we'll come back next week here to Demas's and do it all again. Absolutely. We'll see you guys then. Have a great week.